Hello, everybody. Good morning. This is Jordan Tremaine, and welcome to the Perspectal Podcast, where we explore new thoughts, connect ideas, and offer perspectives that may change the way you think about a thing or two. And today, we're talking about honest apologies. So, last week, I think I explained a a topic uh, called the best policy. If uh, you haven't listened to that episode, I would say today's episode will make a lot more sense if you listen to that before I even get started. But um, I think that last episode, which um, was about honesty, and you don't need to listen to it to understand today's episode, but I think it makes it um, more of a value-added kind of thing if you listen to one first. Anyways, um, I think in that uh, episode, I talked a little bit about kind of the the theory or the idea of a certain concept, and today I think is, as I was thinking about it, kind of like an application of um, the concept I was talking about, and I think it's a very important application that deserves its own uh, attention, so um, we're going to get right into it. So we're talking about apologies, and originally... I wanted to talk about the difference between the word sorry and an apology. I think they're different, and in my mind, um, I think that uh, when you apologize, I think it should be a certain way for it to, to work and um, be lasting, and there's there's certain ways that it's not as effective, and um, kind of bringing that to light in case... Uh, Maybe some people are having some confusion with that or um, something like that. So I wanted to give my idea of what an apology is. And I wanted to start out with kind of a comparison between the word sorry and the word apology. And um, when you talk about the word sorry, the word sorry is an adjective. It's a descriptor. It describes something. And uh, the first definition is a feeling distress. It is feeling distress, especially through sympathy with someone else's misfortune. And the second definition is feeling regret or penitence. And penitence means um, the action of feeling or showing sorrow and regret for having done wrong. Um, So you are feeling an action, but it's not necessarily doing the action in the second definition. But um, onto the etymology. Uh, I think it's, it's very interesting that both definitions of sorry started with the word feeling. So it's describing a feeling. Um, it's, I think sometimes we think sorry is more of an action or like saying sorry is like I'm doing something. Um, but reading into the definition and looking into it uh, kind of uh, textbook-wise, it's when you say sorry, you're telling someone that you are feeling a certain way. Um, but anyways, on to the etymology. Uh, old, long time ago, before the Old English, there was uh, there was West Germanic. And uh, I didn't get any dates. I'm going to probably start doing that. That sounds more legitimate. But um, starting in West Germanic, the word sore 
or um, I think that's how you would say it, uh, which means painful, kind of like, you know, I did too many push-ups and now my arms are sore. And it even related the concept to this phrase, full of sores. So sometimes I guess you have like sores on your skin and I, I guess like the feeling of being full of sores. And I was like, oh, that sounds awful. Um, it kind of evolves in Old English to sarig, which means distressed or grieved. It further evolves into English to sorrow. And sorrow is a word we have today and it's deeply distressed or, or very sad. It's kind of the same as sarig. And then it has um, completed its evolution after you give it a moonstone or whatever to um, sorry. And sorry, I just talked about it's feeling distress, um, especially at someone else's mis misfortune or feeling regret. Um, so sorry is a very interesting word. And I want to emphasize that sorry is describing your feelings. So I'm Jordan. And if I, let's say Jim is a person, um, if I did something bad to Jim, then I feel sorry, I feel distress, I feel regret. Or sometimes something bad happens to Jim, like Jim's, uh, Jim gets dumped by his girlfriend. And then I feel sympathy with his misfortune, if I see that as misfortune. And so whenever I say sorry to Jim, I'm telling him, hey Jim, as far as the situation that we're talking about, this I feel distressed. I feel regret. I feel like repenting or, or feeling penitence, penitence. Um, but it's a feeling. I, I'm expressing to you that I have a feeling. Um, and the word apology, the word apology is a noun. And the first definition of apology is a regretful acknowledgement of an offense or failure. And the second definition is a poor or inadequate example of. And there was a third definition that gets into, like, if we're going to, the kind of the etymology stuff, but I don't think it's related. There's something called apologetics, and um, it kind of, it is a, it's, a, it's more of an archaic concept that we still use today. I'm not saying that, like, we don't use it today, but it, it's kind of stepping away from the way we use the word apology now. Um, but in terms of the second definition, a very poor or inadequate example of, um, you could say like uh, this car, and let's say the car is like really beat up and it's it barely works or it doesn't work. You can say like this car, it, th this is an apology for a real car, and it's like um, it's kind of a failure. It's you're acknowledging back to the first definition um, that this is a failure or this is an offense. Um, but with the, f the first definition, which I think we're, we're going to focus on more today, is um, a regretful acknowledgement or an offense, sorry, a regretful acknowledgement of an offense or failure. I think that one is kind of going to be the more sticking one. And in etymology terms, for the word apology, uh, it starts out in Greek with, oh, here we go, this word is um, apala... Apollo gestai, which is a speech in one's own defense. So if you um, are doing an Apollo apologestai, I hope that's right. Um, I guess you're talking to other people in order to defend yourself. That, that translates later 
in Greek to apologia, a much easier word to say, and that's just a speech in defense. It doesn't have to be in your own defense, it's just a speech in defense, which it could be in defense of yourself, but it doesn't have to be. That goes later into English with apology, and apology at some point in time, it was associated with this idea of self-justification. So kind of back to a speech in one's own defense, um, you were apologizing and as a way to explain what you were doing or why you did something. And this kind of goes into that third definition I was talking about that we're not really too concerned with, with apologetics, where we're doing speeches to defend things. Um, and that's, that is related because that's the history of the word, but in terms of the modern use of the word, I, I think that can be a little confusing, so I didn't want to put that third definition in. But then we get to the final form, dun, 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 of today's, or it's maybe not the final form, but it's the modern form um, of the word apology, and that is the frank expression of regret for wrong done, which I think is very close to the first definition of apology, a regretful acknowledgement of an offense or failure. Woo! That is a lot of, just, we just went through two definitions and we're like 10 minutes in. Um, so... There's this word sorry, and what I really got out of the definitions of sorry is sorry is basically a feeling. It's an adjective. It's a feeling that one has, and it could be I could have this, this, this feeling of regret because I did something wrong, or I can have this feeling because I sympathize with something bad that happened to someone else. I'm sorry that your grandma passed away. I didn't really do anything wrong. Hopefully, I didn't like kill a grandma or whatever, but um, I still feel sympathy with someone else's misfortune, and so I have that feeling. I'm I'm expressing that feeling, or I did something wrong. I like I don't know, stole your groceries or something like that, um, and I'm like I'm sorry I stole your groceries. I'm saying I have a bad feeling, or I feel regret that I did this. And an apology. An apology is acknowledgement that you did something. Um, and this, this can get a little bit rhetorical in how subtle this is, but when you say sorry, you're saying I have a feeling, and when you apologize, you're saying, in the modern sense with the word apology, you're saying, I acknowledge that this happened, I acknowledge that there was a failure or I failed, I acknowledge that there was an offense or I offended you, and I'm regretful about it. And I think... An apology is a step past saying sorry, because in sorry you're saying, I have a feeling. And in apologizing, you're saying, I acknowledge that I did something, and I feel bad about it. Um, so being or saying sorry expresses personal feelings of regret, distress, or penitence. And saying, I apologize, acknowledges an offense or failure. It's admitting that wrong has been done. And so now that we're kind of out of the prequel, we're into the main story, uh, the reason I brought up the previous podcast, The Best Policy, which I still recommend that you go listen to before if you hadn't, haven't yet, is um, because there's, there's an idea in there that I put out called solution orientation, which uh, is, I think, based on honesty. And there was these three questions that I put out in that podcast, which they were they didn't come from me. They're very old questions from from much more famous people than me. Um, but uh, for something to be honest, um, there's these three questions where uh, 
if I'm going to tell somebody that's that uh, something and be honest, there's so many things I can tell them that are honest. There's like a thousand different words I can use, a thousand different ideas, like a picture is worth a thousand words, but I'm not going to say all 1,000 words, like which words am I going to use? And so out of the words that are true, um, why would I use this word or that word, or why would I say this thing or that thing? And um, the three questions are, number one, is it true? And so I don't think, as far as honesty goes, you can be false. So is it true? Have you researched it? Which is a big one. Sometimes people think things are true, but they didn't research them, and they're not really that true. So um, as much as you can, please research and ask when you're asking yourself, is something true, before you say something. The second question is, is it useful? So what can I do with this now that you've given me this information? Or you've, um, what can I, is, can I really do anything with it? And if I can't do anything with it, then why did you give it to me? And then third, is it good? Um, and to this, it's like, well, okay, will this improve our lives? Will this make our lives better? You having said this, have, has this added value to, to our situation? And so um, in terms of honesty, um, I think, is it true? Is it useful? Is it good? I think those are very important questions to ask before you start deciding to go out and be honest with people. Um, and this, I think, goes to what I was talking about in the last podcast with solution orientation and problem orientation. And a solution, a solution oriented person, I think, seeks honesty in what they do. I think those are very tied to each other. A solution-oriented person is always looking for solutions, and they will only explain problems on the road to a solution. And um, a problem-oriented person is focused on problems, and they're maybe not even um, interested in a solution, but they display problems or they focus on problems. Um, and I would say honesty is very attached to solution orientation. If I'm trying to find solutions, I'm trying to find stuff that's useful, I'm trying to find stuff that's true, and I'm trying to find stuff that's good. I think those line up very well. Um, and to that, I would say that being sorry, I think, uh, or saying sorry, this, this gets a little weird because I think sometimes people say I'm sorry when they are apologizing, um, and I think that's fine. But in terms of what you're actually doing, um, I'm going to say that, that the word sorry is going along with the definition of sorry and the word apologize is going along with the definition of apologize. And so I still think it's okay to say I'm sorry, but um, for like kind of explaining this concept, I wanted to throw that out there. But um, when you say sorry, I think that's very problem-oriented because you're just, I guess, in my opinion, announcing that you feel regret. I think this is, is super okay um, in the terms of like um, somebody's girlfriend just broke up with them or somebody experienced a death in the family. Like there's really nothing that you can do and you didn't do anything wrong. And so you express like, hey, I'm empathizing with you. Hey, I have sympathy for, for you, what you did. I think that's okay. And that's not problem oriented because I think the reason you did that is it's true. You feel the regret um, and it's useful and good because when you sympathize and empathize with people, like you're kind of being there for them. And that can be a supportive act and in that time. And um, like if somebody experiences a loss, and I think that's very important. So um, not really talking about the sympathy with someone else's misfortune, because I think that's okay for sorry, but when, you're, when you did something that was bad, and then you're just like, I did something bad and I regret it. 
And then it's like, okay, well, why did you say that? Is that useful? Does that fix what you did that was bad? Did that add value to the other person's life now that they didn't know that you'd regret it? Um, it? It could be true, but out of all the true things, why did you pick that thing to say? Um, and so kind of flopping over or, or transitioning to the solution-oriented solution side, um, I think apologizing is more headed in the direction of being solution-oriented or honest. And um, when you apologize, you are admitting that you did something wrong. Um, but I think even further than that, if you are going to be honestly apologetic or if you were going to give an honest apology um, with the is it true, is it useful, is it good, I think um, yes if it's going to be honest it needs to be true but this, these other two um, is it useful, is it good, um, I think that's where you really have to look at the situation and say like okay so um, if I did something and it wasn't, it didn't turn out well for somebody, it failed or it was offensive and I want to um, acknowledge that. If I'm going to even bring up that I did something and kind of at, at on some level make somebody relive what happened because I'm going to explain what happened, uh, put them in a situation where they have to like confront me, uh, I should do something to try and make it better. I shouldn't just say that, hey, this bad thing happened and I acknowledge it. I should try to make the situation better, at least in an attempt to bring them back to where they were before I did the thing. And so, like, um, like if I borrowed my friend's car and then I crashed it and I totaled it, um, and I was just like, I'm sorry, and then I walked off, like, I don't think that's good because I did a bad thing. I put them out a car and... I just said, I express feelings of regret, and then I walked off. Um, and I think an apology is a little bit better, where you say, hey, I acknowledge that this was my fault, and I, I regret that, so this is me, this was my fault. And then I think going further, the best thing I think would be an honest apology, and that's saying, look, hey, I'm sorry, I apologize, um, let me get you a new car or um, my car's out of the shop now. Um, you can use that while we're trying to figure something out. Uh, or let's, you know, do our insurance and then the insurance will buy you a new car. But like going the extra mile to get them to the point where they can um, get back as if that never happened. And then I think sometimes it makes even more sense to me, I think most of the time, when, um, when you've put somebody behind, when you've totaled their car, um, not just to buy them a new car, but now they've had to go through this period of time where they didn't have a car, or maybe there was sentimental value in the car that you totaled, or there was personal items that are destroyed. And think there's there's all these things that maybe you're not putting into the equation, and they're not telling you. And so I think um, as best you can, and like don't go overboard with it. Like if somebody if you crash their Honda Civic, don't buy them a Lamborghini or something like that. But um, seek to go above and beyond and put them a little bit of ahead of where they were to to really atone for what you did to put them behind. Um, and so that that kind of thing in this example, I think, would be like, oh, I'm sorry, I totaled your car. Um, I'm going to work on getting in, you a new one. And in the meantime, um, if you need to go anywhere, uh, like my car's out of the shop now, so give me a call and I'll come pick you up and I'll take you. 
like that extra step of me like I know I know you don't have a car right now and that's my fault and I'm gonna take care of that plus I'm gonna we're gonna work on getting you a new car um, I think that is is what makes an apology good it's um, the seeking of restitution or the seeking of atonement specifically aimed at what you did I think sometimes this can get confusing where um, I think sometimes people offer atonement but it's not related to the um, to the offense and sometimes it can't be um, so sometimes you do stuff and you can't really find a way to atone for it specifically like if you cheat on somebody it's like well what are you gonna do specifically to like uncheat on this person um, and in that case I think you like buy them flowers you do stuff to like make them feel nice and whatever which is not super related to cheating but um, that's okay but I think if you can do something that is pointed at helping them get back on their feet to where you knock them down, do that. Don't buy them flowers, buy them the new car. Um, and so uh, in, in this example, it's like if you did something you regret and by your effort, you can work to improve the situation, then apologize and put in effort. And I would call that an honest apology. I'm sorry I wrecked your car, let me buy you another one. Um, and then sometimes it can be confusing what you can do to make something better and to this back to the solution oriented thing if you thought about it and you're still having trouble with okay how can I make this better you can go up to the person and you can say like in this case like if you lied to somebody hey I'm sorry I lied to you I apologize for lying is there anything I can do to make it up to you that extra statement and then actually following through on that statement and being serious about that statement um, I think is very important um, but I think you shouldn't put that statement out, this, uh, is there anything I can do to make it better, until you sat and you thought, like, hmm, what can I do to make this better? And then if you really couldn't come up with something, then maybe you work with that person and say, like, yo, I'm, I'm, I still apologize and I want to make this right. I'm not sure how to make this right. Can we work together and figure something out? Um, so I think that's very important. And then lastly, I think this is super ultra mega important to always remember. Um, if you did something and it was and you regret it and um, when you think about it if your effort cannot improve the situation or will make it worse then consider not apologizing and so there's certain times where um, like maybe maybe you attacked somebody and you made them feel really awful or you, or you you did something like really really terrible but the person blacked it out or they forgot about it, or they didn't know it was you because you were wearing a mask or something like that. Um, and for all intents and purposes, like their life is better not knowing that it was you or not remembering the situation. It's not nice and it's not good to go up to a person and like force them to remember something just so you can apologize. Um, I think the atonement sometimes you can be like nicer to them and help to improve their life, but sometimes the acknowledgement can make someone's life worse and if you're trying to I think honestly apologize with the is it useful and is it good I don't think that's too useful and good and I think maybe if you're doing that um, it might be for some other reason rather than to be regretful and seek atonement so I'd say always try and see and think if what you're doing will actually do good 
and if you it won't do good or you don't see it doing good sometimes the best thing you can do for that person or for that situation is to not acknowledge it and let them live their lives more happy without having that memory or without realizing that you were the person that did that so um I think always remember, why am I apologizing? And if you're apologizing to make yourself feel better, then don't do it. If you're apologizing so you can find a way to make the other person's life better, and you, you think you can find a way to make the other person's life better, um, to kind of atone for what you did, I'd say, you know, it's worth exploring. But I'd say always keep the other person in mind and really kind of take responsibility, um, and explain ex what you were apologizing for, be specific, and then seek atonement and follow through and don't forget about it. So um, I guess that's kind of the concept. It's like an application of honesty for, I think, my, my idea of the highest apology, which is an honest apology. And if you can do that, I think it, it's a very respectful thing to do and it can often make things a lot better. Um, it can be very difficult, and um, it is almost never fun because you're just kind of looking someone in the eye and telling them something you did wrong, and they're listening to you, and that's, that's not always the funnest thing to do, but um, I think it's worth it, and if you can get to that level, I think you should go for it. Um, but yeah, this has uh, been the perspectual podcast episode on honest apologies or sorry and apologies and um sorry i butchered some some of those etymology words but whew, when you start talking about older languages um I, I have no experience in those so um as time rolls on i'll get better but right now it's whew. Anyways, um, thank you guys for listening. I really still, if you haven't, recommend going and listening to The Best Policy. Um, but other than that, I hope you guys have a good rest of your day, wherever you're at. Hope this helps you out with uh, something, if you're going through something. And maybe uh, sharing this idea with somebody who is having a hard time apologizing or having a hard time wrestling with the feelings of regret for things they've done. Because um, I think even having that idea where, hey, it's better not to apologize can put people at ease um, when they know that apologizing, it seems to be a noble thing to do, but it might make things worse. And now you have this like ethical battle in your head. So even having that concept of sometimes it's better not to apologize can be really helpful. Um, but yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, hope you guys have a conversation about it with somebody. Let me know what you think. Uh, but yeah, hope you guys have a good day. All right, bye.